there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one celestial page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Nadarim 35, we come across a question so earth-shattering, so profound, or should I say heaven-shattering, uh, that, that you sort of wonder why you haven't seen it before, like super early, like maybe on page one of the Talmud, and here it is. A dilemma was raised before the sages. Are these priests our agents or agents of heaven when they perform the temple service? The Gemara elaborates. What is the practical difference, whether they are our agents or God's agents? The Gemara answers. The difference is with regard to one prohibited by vow from deriving benefit from another. If you say that the priests are our agents, don't the priests provide benefit for the one for whom benefit is forbidden by vow? And therefore, sacrificing that person's offering is prohibited? And if you say that they are agents of heaven, it is permitted. What is the status of priests? What a fascinating kind of little logical quiz there. If someone takes a vow and says, well, you know, I'm prohibited uh, from deriving benefit from another person. And if you're a priest and you now have to sacrifice that person's offerings and as a result also benefit from them, you're not allowed to do it if you work for the people. But do you work for the people or do you work for heaven? Another of the Talmud's ways of asking really, 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 really big, big, big philosophical questions by seeming very mundane, small, legalistic affairs. But the question remains, who do the priests work for? And we don't have a temple anymore, so we sadly have no more priests. But we do have rabbis who are the closest thing we have in our own individual migdashemeat, our own individual temples, to those servants. Do the rabbis work for God? Or do they work for us? Here to answer this small question is the one and only Rabbi Lauren Tuckman. Hello. Hello. Only that and nothing more. Do you work for God, Rabbi? Only this and nothing more. Just a tiny question, Correct. right? Correct. Who's your boss? Right. Who's my boss, exactly? You know, this is actually one of those questions that points to a significant issue, I think, in the modern rabbinate. And I can only speak from my own perspective on this, but I would say that there is certainly an idea that gets floated around, I would say, particularly in America. Um, of course, that's where I'm situated and that's where I can speak from, around this idea that the rabbi is in this position. We don't think about that it this way as Jews because we don't think about rabbis as intermediaries, but functionally, a lot of people like think have this idea that the rabbi is sort of the intermediary between the person and God, which is, as I said before, not a Jewish idea at all. Um, we are certainly thought of more as teachers than as anything else, but that doesn't erase the fact, right, that this is something that's out there. And it affects how we see ourselves, I think, and I think it also affects how we are perceived professionally in other ways. And this is a question that I think about quite often. I certainly land on the side of we work for the people, um, because I think it's very important to stress that the rabbi is teacher, the rabbi is guide, the rabbi is coach, maybe. The rabbi is certainly prayer leader or can be a prayer leader. Of course, we also have our cantorial colleagues who we are extremely grateful for and all the other folks who do music and amazing prayer leading. And we are grateful to live at a time where there is this burgeoning Jewish music scene. Um, and yet I think this is one of those perennial questions that arises quite a bit. And how we think about the rabbi ultimately is how we think about our own selves in relationship to our tradition. So put that another way, Jew 
do we think that we ourselves can be masters of our own tradition, or do we rely on the rabbi for that? Is the rabbi the Jew on the bima for the kahal, or is the rabbi the leader or the shlicha or shaliach for the klal? This is one of those questions that we really need to take to heart and take very seriously. I am very strongly of the view that rabbis are teachers and guides, and that one of our most sacred responsibilities is that we get to work alongside others to help deepen their Jewish lives, but we don't determine their Jewish lives. And one of the greatest privileges that I have in my work is when I get to work with a student who is so invested in their own Jewish growth that really I'm there as a support. I'm not there doing the work for them. Now, I lack so many things it takes to be a rabbi. The intelligence, the disposition, you know, you name it. But uh, I imagine, I, I try feebly to imagine that being in the rabbinical position, I might sometimes feel tempted when seeing a congregant behave in a way that I know to be, I don't want to say in violation of tradition, but uh, let's say in, in strong contrast to tradition. I imagine I would feel inclined to say something like, hey, knoweth that Hashem, your Lord, commands you to think about this thing differently, if not to outright rebuke and embarrass a person, which is obviously never a good idea, but at least to kind of say, like, please consider the sort of, you know, core of the tradition that calls upon you to examine your ways, which strikes me as a really awkward position. So first of all, am I really just imagining a a whole new different uh, side of the rabbit that doesn't exist in in real life? And if I'm not, if you could share a story of, of a time in which you actually felt called to say like, well, now it's my responsibility to reverse things a little bit and be the teacher by saying to this congregant, hey, you may benefit from learning a little bit here. Yeah, so I really love that question. And I don't know how many contemporary rabbis, particularly outside of the Orthodox world, are given to um, do as you described here. But I do believe very strongly that one of the roles of the rabbi is to instill a love of tradition. And one of the ways that I try to do that is I have been a teacher of Musar for quite a while. Uh, Musar being Jewish character development, ethical development, spiritual development, whatever you want to, however you want to explain that. one of the things that I do in those contexts is we work on different middots, on different character traits, um, and we really work on them as a practice that not only uplifts ourselves, but really uplifts our avodat Hashem, our service of God. Now, when I'm working with folks who are more secular, I um, do use God language. Um, I think it's important to do that. I think it's important to expand the understanding of what and who the divine is and the names we call the divine by, because we know our tradition has many many different names. But when I think about that practice, I will use that lens as a way of inviting people to reflect and do a chashbon on their own lives. As I try to do every day, I try to do my own chashbon every day um, and figure out, you know, where I am in my day, how my day went, what are areas I could do better. And I, you know, I'm a human being like every other human being. So sometimes I do this much better than other times, but it is a way that I try to bring that lens. And I also do think that it is really important to talk about the beauty of Jewish tradition and really encourage people to embrace it. Um, I don't think that we can do so prescriptively. We might have our own particular ideas on like what we would love to see the Jewish world doing, and I have plenty of those myself, as anyone who knows me knows. Um, but I think part of how we do that is 
by example and by being very secure and proud to be Jewish and to live that Judaism proudly and unabashedly, which I think is really important in the world we're living in today. Rabbi Tuckman, am I glad that you are working for us. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scaramuccia, Mark Oppenheimer, and Sarah Fedmanader. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at take one Duff Yomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>